Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Degani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh Concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup, Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Schmack's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the Data Mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode, so you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Max Corner number eight. Are we using tech gold as a paperweight? In this episode, which is the start of a new long-form conversation with Shemak, we discuss what tech is already available that could be used for data mesh and where we need to make a lot of progress as well. There are so many amazing approaches and technologies that have been created in data, but they've been created specifically to serve this pipeline approach only. We need to think more like developers and not accepting the grunt work or death by a thousand cuts of what data does to us, especially that pipeline approach. We need to take a hard look at what we've done historically in data and really consider what should be there. What, you know, the Marie Kondo method, what sparks joy, what sparks value, what should we throw out? It kind of reminds me of an anecdote, and this is where the title came from, where someone found a cool rock and they used it as a doorstop for, I think it was over a decade. Turns out it was a meteorite worth millions. You know, same thing where some people will use like a nugget of rock that they found and then you find out that it's, you know, very, very high in gold content and it's worth a whole lot of money. So do we have that the same with some of the existing tech? Do we have something that's sitting there that we could repurpose if we just changed it a little bit? It's some great insight into how Jamak has been considering this problem in general with Data Mesh for the last three years. Oh, and quick note, she is hiring for her new startup, at least as in November of 2022. So if people are interested, uh, she posted in the jobs channel in the Slack if you want more information on that. With that intro, let's go ahead and get to hearing from Jamak herself. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Jamak Degani. 
Okay, very excited for another um, kind of recording session for Jamak's Corner. Again, Jamak, thank you so much for joining. Always really love these, these conversations. And we had left off, you know, somewhat with what are some of the frustrations, what are the complications as to what we need to get past for data mesh? What are the biggest kind of initial sticking points? And you ended it with the kind of Carl Sagan of like, hey, let's imagine let, what what more could we do and all of that. But one place I wanted to start was people are starting to move now. They want to get moved now, right? There are hundreds, probably now thousands of companies that are on a data mesh journey in some form or fashion. <laughs> Is there one area where you think people will be surprised by the lack of capabilities of the existing tech, right? Where it feels like this should be solved and isn't. And then we can talk after that about if there is any that that is relatively mature. But let's start with the areas where you think people are going to get kind of headed down this pathway and it's going to be really complicated because this isn't working right now. Um, well, it's great to be here, Scott. I enjoy these conversations too. Um, and uh, to to your question, uh, where you know where are the gaps? Um, what are the areas that we still have to work on? Um, I think uh, you know we 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 have a lot of technology right now. We have invested you know decades into making. Data process get a, you know stored at scale, process at scale, accessed at scale, and that's what I called the utility layer uh, when I wrote the book. That we have a lot of utilities that optimize for large scale data processing and access, um, particularly around analytical workloads where you need to do perhaps not many updates, but a lot of reads and, and large um, computationally heavy reads. So we have those pieces. In addition to that, we are seeing the movement around kind of modern data stack where some of the larger, you know, proprietary based solutions, integrated data management solutions are being decoupled and deconstructed into smaller solutions that each address a particular aspects of this utility layer, right? Aspects around, um, I do the, the pipeline management or I build the connectors to ad hoc sources or I give visibility to the catalog of the data and so on. So I think we have a lot of pieces to play with. The challenge is integrating these pieces in a new topology. So I think these pieces that we have are integrating perhaps okay in a pipeline topology, which is something we discussed last time, right? This pipeline, macro pipeline from data being generated as in an application, in a digital system, in a SaaS system, and then make its way through phases of movement and extraction and transformations and load and then layered with semantic and governance and so on. This whole pipeline thinking uh, or paradigm and pipeline topology is integrating, uh, is, 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 is what is the meta architecture uh, around which these technologies are being integrated. What is missing is the glues and the pieces and the ways of into, you know, integrating these technologies in a, in a mesh topology. And we can kind of unpack that further as 
okay, what is what is it that's make that makes it really hard to take advantage of these innovations of the last two decades, but use them in this decentralized kind of mesh um, mesh topology. Yeah, and I think that is the the big question of you know we've seen this kind of you, you talk about of the Cambrian explosion, the Matt Turk diagram where there's now a thousand plus companies and technologies in this space, and we've kind of we haven't mastered integrating these technologies together. And so, you know, some people have talked about, do we want to have kind of the HTTP for data, or you think about the OSI model or things like that of how do we make it so this isn't a one-to-one integration and that you have to rebuild your semantic layer on top of that integration. And so every single aspect is, is way too much specific work, right? And so when people, do you think that people feel that problem or is it just, this is the way that we've done it for so long that people aren't even seeing that as the, as the challenge, right? It's just, it's kind of the way the world works. It's, we're dealing with horses and, you know, faster horses, stronger horses instead of cars. Are are we at that level where people just don't, aren't imagining <laughs> these new ways, as you said in the last episode? Yeah, I think for for the majority, yes. I think people know the pain. In fact, I was really surprised when I first, you know, talked about data mesh. I At first, I was hesitant because I thought, surely there should be other people seeing this problem that's so evident, you know, disproportionate investment in data not getting value and yet nobody's really talking about it everybody's talking about bigger faster stronger lake or warehouse and nobody actually talks about the reality of these amazing technologies being underutilized when when put into a, a very complex human system so so when i i was surprised when i talked about it how many people came to me and said look this resonated so much. This is exactly the pain we had. We had these problems, but yet nobody was surfacing it. So I think it's the same story again, that integration of this proliferation of technologies is hard, is expensive from vendor management to just managing you know, software internally or integration of these disparate pieces. And of course, partner relationships often formed by vendors make it a little bit easier, but still difficult. And so I think that the pain is there, but as you said, we, the, the world of data is just so filled with painful moments that somehow we have accepted this is the norm. And I think folks that come from app development world or distributed, you know, operational systems and this, you know, persona of, uh, <laughs> lazy developer that they want to automate everything and they don't put up with, um, you know, busy cycles that doesn't actually lead to generation of value uh, are the ones that probably bring some critical thinking into the world of data because people that are embedded in that world just accepted how difficult um, things are. So, 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 you know, data mesh was 
at its heart, as you know, was a, <laughs> I, I remember you said this somewhere that it was like a secret love letter to the data engineers, but it was that, like it was this um, empathetic positioning for people that were ingrained in that world of data um, and the death by a thousand cuts that they were experiencing and not even noticing it perhaps or not realizing it, that's, that's what it was. Um, to to remove some of these points of friction, to remove the hacks that the band-aids and the hacks that we're forced to build, um, and yeah, and and really make it evident what needs to go, what what, what is not going to lead to a happy human you know experience and, and and needs to change and what has to remain. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.